Hey everybody, uh, it's your host Graham, the host of Brass Tax History, uh, coming at you with the third installment of our now uh, pretty, I don't want to say highly acclaimed, but I'll say critically acclaimed uh, podcast series. Um, we've received actually a lot of feedback and it's it's been entirely positive. We've yet to hear anything negative, which is, we, we kind of wanted to improve it, so we're looking, we're always open to criticism, but no, it's just been straight up praise. Uh, so I guess we'll just keep doing what we're doing and, and hope that you, the listeners, uh, keep learning and keep acing your, your exams. So um, having said that, a little brief update, um, I'll just go ahead and get into today's topic, which is the bank war. So the bank war, and this is just kind of, in my own words, uh, just kind of from what I remember, just because I studied history a lot and I know a lot about um, history and key terms and that sort of thing. So I'll just go ahead and give you a little overview and then we'll hear from our special guest who I suppose I should introduce right now. But on today's show, we have a very special guest. He's he's a close friend of mine, um, a fellow history buff. He he uh, has studied far and wide um, and he knows quite a bit, let me tell you that much. And so I'll stop introducing him so much, and I'll just let him say a couple words. So, Sam, let's hear it. Hi, everyone. Once again, Graham, thanks for having me today. Uh, I'm ready to dig into some history. Very excited about it. That's great. And uh, as I like to say, a little bit of a catchphrase developing, we can feel the enthusiasm in the sound waves. Uh, We got some positive feedback on that, so I'm going to keep saying that a lot. Anyway, the bank war. So the bank war refers to the political struggle. Again, this is kind of just, if it doesn't sound organic, basically it's for your own good that it's explained the way it is. So just there's a lot of thought put into this. I I just want to make that clear. Anyway, the bank war refers to the political struggle that developed over the issue of uh, recharting the second bank of the United States. Um, And this is during the presidency of Andrew Jackson. Uh, sort of a controversial figure in, in American history. Um, and he, of course, was president from 1829 to 1837. Uh, the affair resulted in the shutdown of the bank and its replacement by state banks. And uh, Jacksonian Democrats said a long list of criticism. Uh, um, hey, Graham, I, yeah. did, you, are you, did you just say that or are you like reading that from Wikipedia or something? Is it oh, no, I don't. No, that would, no, I explained this before. I actually, that was just from my mind because uh, I've, I've read a lot of time. If it sounded like it was from something, it's, it might just be, I'm kind of paraphrasing from oh, right. a, a whole a lot of different textbooks that I've read over the years. Okay. Got it. Yeah. But no, thank you for clarifying that. That's really useful. Um, anyway, though, um, Sam, I would love to hear a couple, a couple big uh, facts, I guess, about the bank war from you. Okay. So our first need to know uh, topic of the day for the bank war is um, is President Jackson. He actually said to uh, Lewis that if he were to, if the Congress were to override his veto, then, sir, I would resign the presidency and return to the Hermitage. That's what uh, Jackson said. Um, I just thought this was a, a need to know because you know the Hermitage was a place for Jackson to. It was kind of like his hideaway where he would go and recollect his thoughts, um, especially in the middle of this bank war. Um, you needed to think a lot about this whole topic. So that's where he would go. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and that reminds me of how um, 
Andrew Jackson was actually one of the first presidents to have a dog in office, and he, of course, famously had his little dog that he called Chipper, which uh, surprised some folks because they thought it was a little, I don't know, not too uh, strong and fierce, I guess, but it, the dog's name was Chipper, and it was actually a, it was a Labrador mix. Uh, so that's, I wouldn't call that a need to know, that's more of a, you know, you're, you're doing a trivia question, maybe you're on Jeopardy or something, and uh, they might ask that. So that's why I just wanted to throw that in. And I do think it relates to the bank war because of uh, the quote that uh, Sam just shared with us. Thanks, Graham. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Uh, that could totally be an extra credit question, too, for you uh, study, study bugs. Yeah, uh, totally. So, um, Sam, if we could just hear maybe another fact from you. Yeah, so another need-to-know fact of the day for uh, the bank wars in the 1800s, I'd say Senator Thomas Benton of Missouri actually launched an attack against the legitimacy of the bank on the floor of the Senate. And he did this demanding an open debate on the recharter issue. And he denounced the bank as a moneyed tribunal and argued for a hard money policy against a paper money policy. Now, Graham, I think Mm. we should discuss a little more about hard money versus paper money. We'll get into that. Um, I, I do think this whole issue of hard money and paper money is still very relevant today, and it's a definitely yeah. a need-to-know term, not only on the bank war, but also maybe other topics. Absolutely, no, that's, and, and I'm glad that you're that you're making this clear to all of our listeners. Uh, some of whom are, I know are in the younger crowd. We've been looking at our demographics. Um, average age is actually 11 right now for our uh, listeners, so you, you might not be extremely familiar. Um, but basically, hard money versus soft money refers to the uh, sort of the proliferation, I guess, of um, metal and and uh, paper in the in terms of the economy, if you will. So you you kind of have the on one hand you have the um, sort of harder kind of like almost a titanium esque. Uh, it's kind of like an alloy and. And that'll sort of uh, help you in the, I guess, in the economic community, right? So I think that's the word I was looking for, community. Um, and then outside of that, you'll have the paper, which will be more of a kind of uh, on a ream basis, ream by ream. It might come in 300. Um, paper actually comes from trees originally. Uh, so it's kind of whittled down from there. Um, but that's what you use today in your printers. And so that's why we kind of thought it could be especially helpful in, in today's society, because sometimes you got to think of... How does this silly old event from the 1800s, which is the 18th, is the ni- uh, 1800s, 1800 minus one, the 17th, uh, no, the ninth, so, sorry? Yeah, yeah no, I think you were trying to say 19th century. 19th century, thank you. Um, yeah, I was getting, I got a little confused there, but no, it's the 19th century. Is How could this little silly little event from the 1800, the 18th, 19th century uh, be relevant today? And you just think of paper and... For me, that's that's really all I needed to hear, and that's what kind of kept my interest as I read about this in in textbooks. Sam, yeah, I, I totally agree, and um, I think we should move forward to our key takeaways of the day. Yeah, well, I actually uh, host the show, so I kind of will be uh, explaining the Sorry way about that, that goes. Um, no, it's okay. Um, but having said that, I do think now could be a good time to move along to our key takeaways. So, Sam, actually, I'll let you start the key takeaways this time since you kind of got a jump on me there. Okay, so my need-to-know key takeaway of the day 
I'd say, huge keyword right here, the bubble. Um, this reflects back to the hard money versus paper money argument. Um, I'd say the bubble is still a relevant term in modern history with the stock market. Um, people say the bubble, it grows, it grows, it grows, and then it pops. That's very similar to this hard money versus paper money um, debate because paper money, similar to a bubble, it just keeps growing. Is that, sorry, I didn't know if you're going to keep going. Is that no? Is that yeah, all? that that's it. That's my key takeaway. Need to know of the day. Great. Um, that's that's a good one. I don't really want to expand further on that, um, but I will go ahead and say my key takeaway, um, which is more going to be sort of an enigmatic, almost philosophical one, which kind of relates back to, in some ways, to the Lewis and Clark expedition, where we're in the 1800s and we're just remembering that these events, they characterize uh, that environment in which they came. And so as long as you're keeping that in mind, and, and this is something that's really helpful for test takers um, that I think is relevant, you can, you can sort of cross, if it's multiple choice, you could just cross out the ones that aren't as, as relevant. Like if you know one's wrong, you could just cross it out and then it'll trick your mind into realizing Oh, so that one I don't even have to look at. And now it's only, I'm only between maybe three questions or answers, answer choices instead of four. Um, so I think that's pretty, pretty important in, in terms of the, uh, in terms of bank war. Uh, totally. Yeah. Increasing your, your chances from a 25% to 33.333 repeating percent is, uh, it's pretty big and important for these tests. Absolutely. And uh, those are called odds and um, probabilities, uh, percentages. Um, oh, this isn't a this isn't a math podcast, Graham. <laughs> That's true, Sam. Thanks for uh, thanks for that comment. Now, with that comment out of the way and uh, Sam's little joke there, uh, you know, kind of done and done with, I guess. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and close out the show by thanking our listeners, as always. And, you know, what they like to say will be. Churn, let's say it at the same time. We'll be churning, churning these out as, as fast, fast as we, you, can we could speak. So thanks, guys, a lot for another great show, and have a good time. Yep, thanks, Graham, for having me. Um, thank you, audience. Um, our first three, uh, they've been about the 1800s. I'm just excited to see where these next podcasts are going. Thank you. Okay, Sam. Thank. Yep. Sure thing. Okay, guys. So thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you in the next time it, we do the pod, the next podcast.